0: Cougar Sports Saturday. It's
1: complete. and another touchdown!
0: Cougar Sports Saturday, Saturday. A presentation of KSL Sports. KSL Sports. Left wing for three. He got yes! it again! BYU Sports Talk by Cougar fans for Cougar fans. Here are your hosts, Mitch Harper and Matt Biamonte. On Utah's legacy home of the Cougars ksl news radio 102.7 fm and 1160 a.m cougar nation welcome back into cougar sports saturday first show of 2024 glad to be on board with you matt fiamonte mitch harper bOU basketball opens things up in the big 12 conference tonight with a battle against cincinnati we'll break that down mark pope will join the show ali khalifa a lot on BYU hoops but Mitch let's start things off with a uh, a weekend of announcements for BYU football the lead off a look at the stories making headlines right now it's time for the leadoff
1: on Cougar Sports Saturday BYU basketball is getting ready for its first day in the Big 12 conference and Big 12 play BYU football finds a way to get inside the headlines and when you land a quarterback it's definitely going to be something we're discussing. BYU maybe has their QB1 in 2024. Gary Bohannon formerly of Baylor and South Florida now a member of the BYU Cougars and then just moments ago BYU picks up a commitment from four-star safety linebacker Falatau Satuala from Bountiful, he just announced on the All American Bowl on KSL Five TV. Um, first off, I'd just like to thank everyone who came out to support me. It means a lot to have this much support out here. Um, I'd especially like to thank my parents for how much they've sacrificed and all the support over the years. Um, I'd like to thank everyone back home watching and all the coaches too. Who... With so all that being said, I'll be attending Brigham Young University. All right, so BYU, rare day for BYU to actually get a hat ceremony. In their favor, big weekend for the Cougars. But that, that em- commitment from Satawala is a massive get for Jay Hill and the defense and then offensively getting Gary and what it means for the offense. Yeah,
0: big time on both fronts, and we'll be breaking it down for what it means for BYU football. But first, Mitch, I want to get your thought. I mean, hey, you're the resident BYU insider here at KSL. Give us the backstory to Bohannon, and lastly, the commitment with – Satwala.
1: Gary Bohannon was someone that BYU targeted often. Uh, You know They were an early identifier when he entered the portal, and he was someone that had to get an NCAA waiver to play another year of college football. He's been out with a shoulder injury last season, but he was someone that BYU targeted during the 2022 transfer portal cycle after he left Baylor. Goes to South Florida, and it doesn't go well at his time with the Bulls as he suffered a shoulder injury. Now he comes to BYU, and you know, I think he's gonna have he's gonna be the favorite to to start next year for BYU, uh, but it's got to be a competition. Him and Jake Retzlaff will compete for that job with an outside shot being given to Ryder Burton from Springville High School. But Bohannon, Retzlaff, those are the top two guys, and you know, I think Bohannon it, it's he was once an elite eleven quarterback. His he's an outstanding character add to the BYU program. I mean, you think about. Uh, Dave Aranda announced his court, starting quarterback in the middle of spring in an effort to allow Gary Bohannon the chance to move on to South Florida before the transfer portal window closed so he could have a chance to play. Uh, South Florida named Gary Bohannon week one starter this year despite being out with a shoulder injury because there's so much respect to Gary Bohannon. And I bring that up because Kalani Satake focuses so much on the culture of a program. I think Bohannon adds a lot to to the culture of BYU. But what does he add on the field? It's a big mystery, Matt. If you get the best of Gary Bohannon, go look at those first five or six games in the 2021 season for Baylor where he's not throwing interceptions. He dealt with injuries that year for the Bears, opened the door for Blake Shapen to step in. You know, he's a good quarterback when he's healthy. Not as great of a runner as you would expect. I think people are kind of overinflating that a bit. But he is capable, a lot more capable than Keaton Slovis. But I think that this is a deal, adding Bohannon, where you still have to compete and have competition in the program, one, to maintain all the numbers in your quarterback unit, but two, a guy coming off a massive shoulder surgery, you can't just hand the keys. you got to kind of get a feeler as to you know how much of an impact he can possibly make. But I think he's going to have the inside track to win the job. And that's what I like the most
0: about the move, Mitch, is that, you're not just handing the keys to someone. And that's not to say it can't work, because we've seen it work plenty of times in the NIL era of college football where you bring in someone, he's highly recruited, and he plays well. So that, that's not uncommon. But I like the idea of a Bohannon in terms of there's great upside, but it's low risk because if it doesn't work, it's fine. If he doesn't win the job, not a big deal. You go with Rhett Slaff or maybe even the young guy, Ryder Burton.
1: Or you find a quarterback in the post-spring window.
0: Yeah. Right, so it's this doesn't necessarily – Yeah, I think what you said is best. This is not the Keaton Slovis situation. When he came in, it was clearly, you're the guy. Even though in the spring it was, it's a battle, it's a battle. We knew all along that Keaton Slovis was going to be the starting quarterback. This is you bring a guy in, it adds some competition. If he can regain form, then I'm with you. Then I think that he does have the inside track because of he's got that history of playing with Grimes. He has a lot of experience, and he doesn't have the recent uh, bad taste of nasty turnovers that Jake Retzlaff had at the end of uh, last year. But if he's not healthy or he's not playing well, it's it's no big deal. You don't feel necessarily
1: an obligation to have to play this player because you brought him in. And and there's a low bar, too, with the quarterback unit for BYU. I mean, there is no hot shot, four-star, five-star quarterback waiting in the wings. It's kind of a new dynamic for BYU. Typically, there's always one guy that you say, that is the future. There's no one that you can absolutely confidently say, he's the next man. I mean, Noah Lugo, a freshman, joins the program, but as he told me in October, he's working on developing as a passer, an elite athlete. I mean, he was a hurdler, track and field sensation down in Texas, great runner, but needs to evolve as a passer. He improved his senior year in high school down in Texas, but only a true freshman. Ryder Burton played an archaic high school offense, wing T, I formation. (laughs) It was old school stuff, run heavy, and it's still kind of a learning process. I've said many times that I feel Ryder Burton, if you want to say who has the highest ceiling of the future, it's him because he reminds me so much of Zach Wilson. And I just think that, Zach Wilson was brilliant in an Aaron Roderick offense and Burton's kind of following the same John Beck plan where he's working with John Beck. Uh, but I think Gary Bohannon comes into a program at BYU where the opportunities were not as big as say Keaton Slovis. Keaton Slovis had UCLA and Notre Dame pursuing him last transfer portal cycle. So it wasn't like BYU was his only option. Bohannon had a few like, you know, lower options, but BYU was far and away the best And so he wants a chance to repair his image and still get a chance to one day go to the NFL. And BYU desperately needed a quarterback. Now you got to add probably another one, I think, too. And you know, there's you know they had a Western Michigan quarterback Trenton Bourget, who they recruited a lot. I wrote about him quite a bit on KSL Sports during the 2021 recruiting cycle. BYU originally had a commitment from Jackson Dart. And then they kind of then Dart moved on once he transferred to Corner Canyon and he started getting all that hype from USC. Uh, they started recruiting Trenton Bourget. Bourget ends up he didn't get a scholarship offer to BYU. Ends up going to Western Michigan. He was on campus earlier this week on Wednesday down at BYU and kind of sent out a, a cryptic tweet on X <laughs> about a cougar and a what, what's that little thing with where you turn it what, what over? I'm drawing the blank. The hourglass. The, yeah, hourglass thank you. Uh, the, the hourglass. Did you didn't he, he, play board games growing up, Mitch? I did. Uh, okay. You know, All it was right. it was more – I was more the, the, the trouble, you know, push yep. that, <laughs> that little dice down and, like, like I got to get a six. I'm sitting on this the whole night because I, I can't get my four pieces in. Anyway, uh, but, you know, they're going to still keep their options open. You uh, have to. The quarterback play just wasn't good enough last year. Right, and I think also, too, I mean, so if everyone came back from next year, look, there's going to be attrition with this many names – Someone's going to go, but this is what it would be. It would be Gary Bohannon, Jake Retzlaff, Kate Finnegan, Nick Billups, Ryder Burton, Cole Hagen, former Gatorade Player of the Year in Utah, out of Corner Canyon, Noah Lugo, Micah Fea, and then Ridgeline High School prospect coming back from a mission, Caden Cox. That would be our quarterbacks.
0: Which is fine. I I feel better about it now with Bohannon, even though... You know, I think we all would have preferred a bigger name out of the transfer portal. When you go in there, you're looking to get the best available option. That did not, uh, you know, that did not come to fruition for BYU football program. But you still add a guy, and let's see what happens. I'm looking forward to a quarterback battle because I think there is some value in today's college football of making someone earn a job, and that doesn't often happen at the quarterback position.
1: Think back to the last two seasons or the last two times in Kalani's tenure where a job has been gift wrapped. At quarterback, 2017-2023. What happened in both those years? Four and nine, and five and seven. In you didn't go to a bowl. You
0: can maybe throw in there too, and that wasn't a great year either. That's
1: true. Yeah, Zach Wilson was the decisive favorite there too, and that was just a you know mediocre seven and six year. And yep. and you thought you know when Jaron Hall's letting it rip at Utah State, you're like, oh, was this the right move all along? So, and Zach was coming back from a shoulder too. So I do think there's going to be. A lot of competition. I think that's a great thing for BYU, and but you know, I, I think fans are okay to be reserved about their excitement about Gary Bohannon because you see a long list of injuries, third school, uh, you know, four years. I mean, that's not this the type of transfer portal profile you want. the The quarterbacks that hit the highest levels of college football out of the portal, they're typically the underclassmen that just got buried on a depth chart, their first or second Joe year Burrow, in a program. Quinn Joe yours. Burrow. Quinn Ewers, I think Michael Penix was at Indiana. He played yep. quite a bit, but you know Caleb Williams at Oklahoma was just kind of, and he wanted to go with Lincoln Riley. It's it's you typically there's not many third school three year guys that are this this sensation in their last year. They're at their third school for a reason, yep. and and I think that's where you kind of temper expectations and you a hope bit. Here, the reason is injury, and not yeah. so much. But you things. love that Gary Bohannon. Has he will add to the locker room. It's not going to be a guy that's going to come in with an ego. He's going to be a grounded individual. I think he's going to have a level head. He's going to go earn his respect in that locker room. There's something to be said about that. I think Jake Retzlaff has done a nice job as far as earning his rapport with players inside that locker room, too. Let him go compete. I mean, it. it's not – this is – what I will say, though, is this is a far cry from the days of – Jim McMahon and Mark Wilson are competing for a starting job, like Gary Bohan and Jake Retzlaff doesn't slap the same way as Jaron Hall and Zach Wilson competing. I mean, it, and that's and that's unfortunate because in this transfer portal cycle, you see some of these programs. You go UCF can land KJ Jefferson. What UCF? Uh, hey, what's two, happening? Tulane
0: grabs an Oregon backup. Yeah,
1: I mean, look, if there's one position, I'm on board with the notion of you can't go to BYU solely for NIL. And BYU has NIL resources. Don't get it twisted. Like, they've got money. Not at the level of some other SEC programs or Big Ten or even in the Big 12. But if you're going to pay a premium for one position, to me, it is quarterback. And, uh, like, there was just a lot of options that I think were pretty good quarterbacks in this portal cycle. Not as maybe as deep as years past. But that's where you kind of get a little bit underwhelmed with the Bohannon addition, but I'm I'm curious to see what he can be. Like yeah. I'm I'm willing to give him a chance and see what he can become here at BYU. Yeah, no doubt. Let's
0: take a break here on Cougar Sports Saturday, Mitch. Let's get your give us the history, give us the reaction to the latest commit out of the high school ranks. Satuwala. We'll break that down on the other side, and then a lot of BYU basketball coming your way. Huge game tonight against Cincinnati. They kick off their first conference game in the Big Twelve. We'll have Mark Pope joining the program in about 15 minutes from now. Stay with us.